0: Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. My name is Rachel Autry, and I am the host around here behind the microphone, and I had a super sweet Thanksgiving. Just wanted to report back that we tried a turkey, it ended up great. We did a Thanksgiving just at home with Thomas Maddox and I, and it was so sweet. We had so many leftovers. I think we still have leftovers that I think it's about time to throw away in our fridge. And now that Thanksgiving is over, it's time for Christmas. And I'm so excited for all the things that we're bringing your way Christmas specially themed. But I want to touch base on a few things that I think you would find helpful this Christmas season. Number one, we have put together some really fun gift guides for you that we talked about in last week's episode. So if you are looking for gift ideas for your friends, your family, or the people that are really tough to buy for, we're covering all the bases, or at least trying to, over on rachelautry.com slash gift guide. Really easy, super fun. We're trying to make this as simple as possible for you so that you don't have to spend a lot of time effort, energy, or money this season, and you can find something perfect for the people in your life. One of the things that's on the gift guides that I love, especially for any women, is from an artist. Her name is Ann Nielsen, and I have been a huge Ann Nielsen fan for a very long time. I started out with some of her scripture cards that have angels on one side and then a scripture on the other. So gorgeous to display in your home in any kind of way, but they come with an acrylic stand, and it's just... I mean, it's just so stunning, truly. But on top of selling beautiful gift pieces, she also sells art. And I actually, funny story, won a giveaway with her <laughs> for my friend Georgia Brown's uh, giveaway that she was hosting on Instagram one time. And I have a rather large angel painting from ann nielsen in our guest bedroom and so how full circle is it that ann nielsen has written a new incredible book that is so empowering and so encouraging sharing the truth about angels and just remarkable things that can happen in our lives when we say yes to god and the things that he has for us than having her on the podcast so I'm excited to have Ann Nielsen on the podcast today, like you probably already can put together. She is an artist. She is an author. She is a mom, a wife, but really she's a storyteller. And that's who I love to have on the show are people that are awesome, that can share stories with us to encourage us and empower us, like I said. But specifically today, we are talking about what does it look like to open up your hands for what God has for us? can be scary, can seem super intimidating, or you think, oh, that's so simple. I feel like I do that every day in my life. No matter where you are on the spectrum, this conversation is for you. It is going to stir your heart and it's going to Create a new curiosity with inside of you to gather just more information about who he is and what he's doing right in front of our eyes, whether we choose to believe it or not. We talk about the reason why she chose angels as her focal point of her art pieces, and it's a rather beautiful answer. And I'm just so glad that you're with us today, that this conversation I know, I know, was built for you. So tune in, hang out with us for a quick second, and let me introduce you to my new friend, Anne. And welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you. Oh, Rachel, it's so just great to be here. (laughs) I was just saying that um, before we started recording, that there's actually one of your pieces in my guest bedroom. And we just had a team weekend, and Emily, who is all the things behind the scenes, she asked, she was like, where is that painting from? And I was telling her all about you and found you online and all the things. And then sure enough, a few days later, we heard all about entertaining angels, which we're going to talk about today. And you were pitched for the podcast. And I was like, what in the world? And you call it a divine encounter. We love it. Divine love appointment. Divi-
1: yes, I love those divine
0: yeah. appointments. So you're here on purpose, and we're so excited to hear.
1: Well, I'm yesterday. so excited to be here. And I do believe that, you know, there, if, if we open our eyes, they're all around us as a d- divine appointments. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. just been my life ever since I started painting.
0: That's so cool. Well, I want you to kind of give people a spiel. Who are you? Tell us about yourself, where you're coming from, all the fun things. So I'm Ann
1: Nielsen, um, and we are. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, but I've been in Charlotte, North Carolina for, gosh, almost 30 years. So this is home. Um, raised our four children here. They're all grown, three girls and a boy. I've got a daughter in New York, a daughter in Dallas, a daughter in Nashville, and then our son is here in Charlotte. But I am an artist, and I knew that I wanted to be an artist as a little girl. Third grade, I wrote a paper, what do you want to be when you grow up? And there were three sentences that I, you know, did my cursive. I wanted to be an artist. Now, fast forward, I was not the greatest student, I made a D minus in 10th grade art. I want to say that I was kind of coloring outside of the lines in that class, and he did not like it. (laughs) And then I, but I knew that I was born to create and whatever that looked like, and um, moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And I, I did struggle in college, I just did not like going to class. It took me about eight eight or nine years to really get an education degree. I um, graduated with an elementary education degree, taught um, third grade for one year. And then that's when kind of the artistic, um, you know, just the, the, it just started bubbling up. And I started painting pottery. And that was, gosh, that was 30 something years ago. Quit teaching school, started a a hand-painted pottery line, moved to Charlotte, fell in love with Charlotte. And, um, and that was the start of this kind of creativity. Um, you know, just coming alive with me and um, kind of put it on hold I got married and had our four children and then put it on hold. And so, yeah, I look back at that. And it's like, wow, look what God has done with that little dream of the little girl that wanted to be an artist.
0: Right. And the simple yeses that come along with it. Because I yes. think like even if I think back to some of my little girl dreams, it's so funny. One of my friends and I had a radio show. Oh, my <laughs> and gosh. And look radio. at you now. And then here I am. I know. I just think about it. I'm like, wow, I what that. God has totally planted desires in our heart for what we will eventually do because it's exactly. our calling. It's, it's why we're here and what we can share with the world. And so what happens when we say yes to yeah. Small things like starting it in our basement or our bedroom or yes, whatever, and love it something. I good. love yeah. that
1: picture of you wanting to be, and then seeing you right now with all the. I mean, that's just I love how God works.
0: <laughs> He's so cool. Yeah. yeah, totally. When you partner with Him, that's yes. the tri- like and that's, that's the thing. That's well, the secret and sauce. Also,
1: you, when you partner with Him, but when you also surrender—that was my big word—is to surrender to Him and trust him along the journey because um you know i i think when we cling to our desires and what we want to do it kind of gets muddy it's like a muddy mess but when we open our hands and have surrendered hands and surrendered hearts and allow him to come and really work through us um i just i look back and i'm like i'm awed at what he's done with this with this dream. And, you know, we'll get into when I painted my first angel and all that, how this all came to be, but it's just, it's all inspiring and just, he gets all the glory for everything.
0: That's so cool. So I'm a mom of four and I have to ask, I'm like, did you ever have a moment Where you just were a little in over your head in motherhood and you're like, I know that there's something more like, which is such a weird feeling as a mom where you're like, I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. This is enough for me. But I also feel like there's more inside my heart that can be born than just being a mother.
1: like,
0: Holding both.
1: Well, let me, I'll tell you. So how old are your children?
0: 18 months and then negative. Oh my gosh. There negative two months. Congratulations. So we're so close. Thank you. So yeah, I'm in the thick of it. I am in like the changing diapers, snack passer outer to where I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Will
1: I ever have the outlet again? (laughs) Yes. And what I tell people all the time, you know, when my husband asked me to marry him, he said, how many children do you want? I said four. He's like, that's a great number. And, um, so we click, I mean, I put, well, I had my first daughter, um, and then 18 months later, my second daughter was born and, and I was trying to do the pottery thing and the motherhood thing. And I really, I mean, I had to put that kind of on hold and then Mm -hmm. 16 months after our second daughter was born, our third daughter was born and then I, (laughs) Then I went through some trials and just questions because I had two miscarriages and I was like, my heart went in four and I was questioning God, do I, you know, do I have another child? And it really went through some, you know, really digging deep and he showed up in a big and mighty way. And three years after my third daughter was born, we had our son. And so I felt like it was complete. And yes, it was, um, I could do babies and toddlers all day long. <laughs> we joke because <laughs> then they get into the teenage years and I'm like, what? Nobody told me about this and how to parent, <laughs> you know, teenagers. And, yeah. um, but they're great. I mean, every stage, every age is just an opportunity. And I, you, you, you hear this, I know you hear this all the time, but they grow up so fast. And, um, don't miss a beat, don't miss a minute, even if you're, you know, changing 50 diapers a day and it really is a glorious time. And I, um, we, a lot of people, even today and and today's, you know, where I am in my stage of life, I've got adult kids now, but they're like, oh my gosh, you're so busy. You're so busy. And, you know, we're all busy. And whether you're a mom of toddlers trying to do podcasts and whatnot, or, Um, an artist or a lawyer, whatever, wherever we are in the stage of life, we are all busy. And I don't want to ever glorify that word, but I want to say we need to be uniquely serving Yahweh by using what is specifically yours. And so again, I go back to that surrender, surrender everything to him and let him, you know, pave that path for you. And, um, but no, it's, it really is, um, you know I know where you are in your stage of life and <laughs> you stay right there in the moment don't look forward right don't look back you enjoy and just surrender and let God just you know show up and show off as what he mm-hmm. does and what he does best that's right but I miss those go, um, days I miss I, them I really <laughs> do but I also love my adult children in the days that we're in now um the teenage years Uh my
0: husband always jokes he's like I thought you loved it I'm like that was yesterday today it was hard (laughs) (laughs) the next day I'm like I was made for this (laughs) you know it's just a roller coaster but it does make me think of King David which is like one of my favorites but we just hopped over it again on Sunday at church and it reminded me that David was being prepared for a throne. that he didn't know was about to be his. He never, like, he wasn't journaling. I mean, maybe, who knows? Being like, Lord, I would love to be king, you know? He was just being a shepherd and doing his mundane, everyday Groundhog Day work. And realizing me showing up in the small and even deciding to go and make sandwiches and bring them to my brothers at war, like, that's what qualified me is my Exactly. And so what does it look like to change the diapers, to pick up... paintbrush when we just aren't feeling creative like what does it look like to continue to show up where God's called us what like what kind of pathway are we walking that we can't see at the moment and that's what's important is
1: trusting who God is exactly and I love that word that you just said being obedient um, to the call and I think that is so every morning waking up and um, yeah you don't feel like you know sitting down and you know spending that quiet time with the Lord but out of that desire and that obedience and surrendering, um, our will to his will. I just, I feel like that is such a good word, um, for today is for us to step into that obedience. And, um, Mm -hmm. so I love that. I love that picture.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm learning it. I'm like, I can speak about it, but (laughs) don't watch me try to figure it out. Well, (laughs) and I
1: love the, um, you know, we talk about, I am such a messy painter. Oh my gosh. I just, you know, paint all over me. I, you know, not clean brushes. (laughs) They, the paint hardens on the, you know, the brushes. I don't clean my brushes, but God takes that and takes, you know, our messes and creates a beautiful message. And, you know, I, I look at, um, you know, I paint to praise music and, you know, I it's a blank canvas staring at me and I just allow the Holy Spirit to, you know, come through me and out onto that canvas. And when we allow God to work through those messes in our life and, you know, mm-hmm. he creates this message and this beautiful masterpiece. So um What's so cool. We just we keep, you know, putting one foot in front of the other, we keep surrendering, we keep trusting and we keep We keep looking up towards him. And I love, you know, again, that he will put in our paths those divine appointments, um, those little God winks, God nudges. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: he will make it happen. He will make it happen, for sure. He will make it happen. (laughs) Whether we're drug there or we walk there. (laughs) Yes, he will. Yes, yes. Uh, One of the things I think that you are an expert on and what's hanging in my guest room that I was talking about earlier is... Angels, you are like, I love the angels. And I actually even have the card stack with the yeah. acrylic magnetic order yeah. 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 that I got in a stocking a while ago. That's oh, like wow. one of my favorites wow. um, with the scripture on the back. And I think like there's so many angels in different variations and colors and shape sizes and all that. And I want to know what was it about angels that you're like, I got to put this on a canvas or I got to put this on a print or wherever. Great where question. Like- God spoke to you and was like, angel is going to be your thing.
1: Well, that's, that's a great question. And I will say I am not an expert on angels, <laughs> but I love the way you <laughs> said that. Um, and I really also tell people, you know, we're not here worshiping angels. We're here to worship Jesus who created, right. you know, God created angels and they have a specific, um, you know, role. And um, so about 20 years ago, it was 2003. We had just built our home um, and, you know, well, let me back up when my kids were little and I had put the pottery, you know, I'd sold the business, sold my kiln and I was kind of done with that. I had gone to a friend's show. Everybody was picking up paintbrushes and, um, and I went to this home show and I came home and I was sobbing to my husband. I'm like, I've got to paint. I've got to create. And he said something so profound. He said, there will be a time for that, but now is the time to be with your children. So fast forward a couple of years later, we built a home and I built a little studio off my kitchen. And when the children were off at school, I kind of got back there, put my praise music on, and I was painting. And I was painting still lifes and, you know, landscapes and children. I mean, figures, anything, you know, get me some oils, get me some paintbrush. And I was slapping it on the canvas. But I wanted to paint something that reflected my heart and my fate. And um, not that I am an angel. I am not an angel. We humans are not angels, but they are here on earth. And um, anyway, I painted this little angel, and I it was very abstract, very ethereal. Um, I sent an email image to my sister, and I said, what do you think? And she said, I think you found your voice. And wow. I, you know, I was like, okay, I mean, they were tiny, they were little. And so I kept painting and selling them at my kitchen counter, and painting and selling them at my kitchen counter. And then one um, day, I was also volunteering at a homeless shelter here in Charlotte, and my heart was to serve. I mean, I really wanted to serve, I wanted to be a great mom, I wanted to be an amazing wife, but my passion was to paint. And I was at this homeless shelter. I was in the kitchen preparing the physical food. There were all these homeless people out there. Um, There was a big revival going on, and they were being fed spiritual food. And I was a wreck that day. I mean, here these people are. They have nothing, and they are worshiping a God like they had everything. And I got in my brand-new Suburban, coming home to my brand-new home, sobbing, you know, crying out to the Lord, how am I going to do all this? How am I going to do everything well? And I truly heard the whisper of the Lord say, paint and give back. I mean, that was just kind of, that was 20 years ago. I got home to a voice message on our old tape machine. You probably are too young to have this, but we, you had to rewind them, not our cell phones. And a store was selling my little angels and a lady had come in from out of town and bought all three that she had. And it was that day and I knew, okay, Lord, let's do this. And so, you know, for the past 20 years, it has become my life song. And I had no idea how these, you know, ethereal beings would touch the lives of so many across the globe. And, um, Hmm. It truly has, you know, my sister said this is, you know, you found your voice, but over these years, it's become a life song. And again, I, I paint to praise music and, you know, it's a time for me, it's a time of worship. It's really where I tune everything out and I just let the power of the Holy Spirit flood through me out onto the canvas I always say, you know, there are no two fingerprints alike. There are no two snowflakes alike. I want to say there are no two angel wings alike. Um, it's a time where I just let the palette and the, you know, the brushes and the, the colors and the oils just kind of flow out onto the canvas. Um, and one other little story um this was about six years ago. Oh, well, early on, you know, I kept painting angels and kept painting. And they got bigger and bigger. And they started going into galleries. And people started... One one story is this um, organization. It's a local organization here in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Allegro Foundation. They work with children with disabilities. And, um, and they wanted to have an angel... It was a little bit bigger than what I normally painted, but they wanted it in their live auction. They only had five auction items. They had my painting, a leased a Mercedes Benz, tickets to the Super Bowl, a trip somewhere, and a golf cart. Those were the five items. And um, I was so nervous. I was like, well, what if it doesn't sell? And um, And I sat there that night. And again, it's surrendering to, you know, the Lord. This is the path that he has me on. And the painting sold for more than anything, even outbid the least Mercedes Benz. It was almost $19,000. And I was like, okay, Lord, let's do this. And so mm-hmm. um, about six years ago, I was doing an art show, and I was just praying. I said, Lord, I don't want just to be cranking out these angels. I want them, you know, they have such meaning to me when I'm painting I want them to, I want to convey that meaning in such a way to the collector or the viewer or whoever. And so we're at this art show and um, a girl had just lost her father and I'm signing a book to her and I gave her a big hug and she's walking out of the gallery and then she did a beeline and she came back and just sobbing and said, I've never had art speak to me the way that painting at the front door spoke to me. And so that was just another Okay, you know, the Lord, it was a God wink. I see you. This is a gift I've given you. You continue to surrender to me and I will, you know, set your feet on the path that I have chosen for you. It hadn't been always easy, but um, again, surrendering, trusting and just coming to the throne of grace and knowing that he will equip and he will will show us the way in which to go.
0: This reminds me of the story of the loaves and fishes, fish, fishes, fish, the loaves of fish. <laughs> um, where this little boy was just like, I have this, like, yes. will that help? Yeah. And God, and Jesus himself was like, yes, I can do something with that. Yes. And so what happens when we take what we think is disqualified from being enough and yes. just showing up being like, I know this yes. seems silly, but this is like, this is what I can afford to put in the offering. Like, from that to this is what I can do with the time I have this afternoon. Yes. I'm yes. just gonna hope that it lands where God has it land. Yes. You know, and like praying over whatever it is, it'll multiply in a way that you could never fathom, which is totally the story I'm hearing from you is being like, I just did what I felt like my paintbrush did. <laughs> I followed the lead and it became something. This where is where it's God. Yes. It speaks to people and, yes. Yes. and and he will use
1: that gift totally. I love that, and you know, it, he gets the glory through it all. Um, mm-hmm. It's and and I love the way he he sees us um, as daughters of the King Most High, um, children of the King Most High, and you know, he has such a love for us. And you know, just knowing me as a little girl, and so in April, my memoir, "The Brushstrokes of Life," will be coming out. And it, it really goes back to, you know, all parts of my life, the good, the bad, the ugly, the rough spots, the, you know, the beautiful spots. And, um, and I just love seeing his hand on every, um, every part of the journey and, um, through it all, through it all, he gets the glory and, um, the praise and the honor. So yes, it, You know, we we went to on a missions trip many years ago. It was Samaritan's feet, not Samaritan's purse, but Samaritan's feet. (laughs) And they go and they wash the feet of these children and adults. And, you know, they clothe them with clean socks and brand new shoes. And you have an opportunity, you know, to really minister to these people that have nothing And um, every night we um, would have, we would gather back together and, um, you know, we would have these devotionals and the, the, the founder would, you know, at one point said, you know, everybody's been given something in their hand. What is it? And for me, it was a paintbrush. God has given me a paintbrush. And now open your hands and give that to the Lord and watch what he will do. And so that's what I've seen him do. Over the course of these 20 years, you know, when I painted that first angel, I love this story. Um, you know, I had no idea what he would do. Ten years later, I um, published a coffee table book. Now, do you have the coffee table book? Angels in our I midst? I don't. Okay. You're getting I need one. angels in our midst. You're going to get Aww, one. So, <laughs> so sweet. The coffee table book, I mean, everybody started coming into my, over those 10 years, um, I moved out of my little home, my studio in my home, because the painting started getting bigger. There was oil mm-hmm. paint everywhere and little kids that, you know, dining room and fabrics, and it just was not a good mix. So I moved out of my house and I had a wonderful studio. And um, there were so many stories of people coming into my studio and sharing their story or hearing my story. And so I I self published Angels in Our Midst. It's getting ready to celebrate ten years. So you do have a new book that's coming out. Yes, it's I do. The entertain, yeah, entertaining
0: angels, and it is so beautiful. It is it is art combined with stories, combined with encouragement and like devotion ish, but yeah, but not yeah. necessarily. Which Story, I think I just love. Yeah. It's going to be one of the stories, right? It's going to be one of those you keep on your coffee table. It's beautiful. People are probably going to flip through it because they're just you know, what is this kind of thing um and hopefully stumble across a story and it meet them and something they're at but i want you to tell me because it's one of my favorite questions to ask friends that are authors what does entertaining angels mean because i know there's i mean i have my own interpretation i'm sure but i love to hear from authors like how did you land on that title and what does it mean
1: okay that's a great question so um the the devotion that came out before this which is angels the devotion which was 40 Mm -hmm. words 40 devotions and 40 angels that devotion was about words and how words can either build us up or tear us down or how words affect us. Um, and it's a great devotional. You're going to get one of those, too. Um, this um, this <laughs> <It's a> Christmas. <laughs> this, yes, it's yes, great. You're going to get a care package of all kinds of angels. But this devotional book, or like you said, it's just a great way for um, us to maybe, you know, read a, a story a day. Um, there are 35 stories. And this is about... Actions and um, truly, how um, we are clearly not angels. Um, I do believe in angels, and I and there's a great story. I'm not going to give them away, but how a woman came into my um, studio many years ago and shared this story about how her mom had prayed that angels would surround her, you know, always, and I would always pray that there was a guardian angel around my children now i pray that there's warring mm-hmm. a host of angels around my children and That's me right. and my marriage <laughs> um but it's just they're they're great stories um every other one is a true story about what has happened to me on the journey of life and um how um either god maybe it was an angel maybe it, it, it was me but um hebrews 13 um uh, chapter two tells us do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by doing so we may have entertained angels without knowing it. And, um, and I love that. I, um, just us being the hands and feet and having eyes that are open to what's going on around us. And so this is, it is a sweet little book. Um, they're true stories and art inspired by divine encounters. And, um, I really think it's, it's, it's just a great, it is a great little read. Like I said, 35 stories, um, Ron Hall, I don't know if you've read the book, same kind of different as me. Um, yes. And Kathy Lee Gifford, who we just had on the show. Oh, you did? Oh, good. Kathy Lee Gifford, who's become a really dear friend um, because of Angels in Our Myths. I still don't know what story I was going to tell you about that book, but, um, (laughs) Anyway, they're just really dear stories. Um, So, yes, I don't want to give any of them away. I know. I was about to say, what's your favorite
0: one? And I I was like, that's no fair. Yeah, no, they're all (laughs) my
1: favorite one. And um, I will say, I I would share this really, um, this was about me. When I was two years old, I was playing, and my um, grandmother, my, my cousin, and I were two. And we were supposed to be taking a nap, and she had a two and a half brick story home in Waycross, Georgia. And I'm not sure anybody, you know, might not know where Waycross, Georgia is, but it was, yeah. But if we were in Waycross, Georgia, and we're supposed to be taking naps, and um, we were playing a game. I can remember this room, like, I, I can picture it, like, you know, I, I was there yesterday, and I climbed up in the windowsill, and as a two year old little baby, I felt. Out of the window, two and a half stories down, yeah. onto a brick patio, missed the brick corner column by two inches. And um, the only thing that happened is I had a concussion. And so there's a story about that. And, you know, we always kind of joke that maybe an angel carried and softened the blow. I don't know, but mm. I can't imagine a little two year old surviving that fall. Um, Mm -hmm. so anyway, those are kind of the stories that, um, are strung throughout this book. And, um, I don't, I mean, they're all my favorite because I just, it, it, it it talks about protection. It talks about marriage. There's something in here about depression. There's just, there's a thread of everything that could touch the lives, um, of -hmm. so many. Um, so it's, we're excited. So that's where the Entertaining Angels um, title came about. I love it. That is
0: so So, special. I think this is going to be an incredible read for a lot of people, even just to keep on your coffee table to encourage you, but guests too, because I am obsessed with people sharing stories, whatever parts of it people are comfortable with. That's fine. But I love hearing other people's stories. And having a chance to be able to share my own because i do believe that testimonies stir up testimonies and that there's always a testimony in action it's just do we have the eyes and the perspective and the lens to see it as a testimony in the moment or is it an inconvenience or whatnot but whenever i hear stories like that and the other ones that i got to read inside the book, it's so beautiful because you think, gosh, God is working in so many more ways than I was ever aware of until something became super yeah, evident, I love but that. hopefully faith is, it doesn't have to be super evident for it to be true and real for you. Exactly. And so whether it's an angel showing up in the middle of the night in your room or yes, yes. whatever, like some, I had like this one night, this would be like my small, weird angel little story. Yeah. Well, I had this weird night and um my but nothing was wrong but it just was one of those mama nights where you just think like yeah. something's up, something's got to be up something's just stirred in yeah. right now I'm really bothered and I looked at our monitor and I don't know if it's like the sheen of the paint I don't know but the way the the yes. lighting in our monitor i even have my monitor in front of me right oh now oh my god I And love whenever that. <laughs> mom yeah mom light. yeah i love um, that whenever you look at our monitor and it's black and white because it's in night mode cuz it's right. so dark in there um there was this sheen that literally looked like an angel and oh wings gosh, right above my son's crib, wow. and I just like even if that gave me the peace, that surpasses understanding, to be like, you prayed for angels on every bedpost. There's yes, angels on every on bedpost. Every bedpost. <laughs> Believe it and go to sleep. Like, Amen. he's okay. Amen. And it like that. That is something that I've carried with me, but it it took the reminder, the testimony to stir that in my spirit
1: to actually have the
0: peace I know I can have access to. So anyways, these I stories are going to do that, that for other story. people.
1: I love that story. And I, I have, um, and I think I touched a little bit about this. I have one of my dearest friends, she's with Jesus now, um, but she was such a huge prayer warrior and she was with this prayer group. And um, one of the girls, every one of the, let me back up. A question that I always get is, do you see angels? And Mm -hmm. personally, I don't think I've ever seen an angel. I do believe that God gives me this like vision in my head to get out onto the canvas, whether it's with colors or, you know, and I let my palette knife do the work with the wings. But um, so I don't feel like I've ever visually seen an angel. I know there are people out there that have seen and they do have that gift. So my dear friend who's with Jesus. she was heading to prayer group and one of the girls always saw an angel. She would always, you know, describe angels, you know, hovering over this prayer group. And Jane, my friend kept saying, Lord, I want that gift. I want that gift. I want to see an angel. I want to see an angel. And every time she went, she didn't see the angel. Every time she went it was, you know, she didn't have that vision. So one day she was driving and she said, okay, if I can't see my angel, then I want you to equip my angel. I want it to have the helmet of salvation. I want it to have the breastplate of mm. righteousness. I want it to have the biggest sword ever. So she goes to the prayer group, and you know they're doing their session and whatnot. And the girl that can see angels just started bursting out laughing. She goes, "Oh my gosh, Jane, your angel is equipped today with the biggest sword I've ever seen." Wow, And it was such comforting news that yes, God gives everybody different gifts. I mean, and, um, but that was just, you know, it just took her faith to a deeper level of, you know, asking you shall receive and know that I I've got you. And, you know, anyway, I just, I love that. And so I will continue painting angels for as long as God tells me, Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. When this book came out early on, my husband came to me and said, how long are you going to be painting angels? And I said, as long as God, you know, equips me until until that's He says it. no, no more. Um, that's what I was going to tell you, and that's why the book came out. We got all those books yeah. in, and three weeks later they were all gone. And twenty years later, we're still publishing books and products and everything, just so um, we can get that voice out there. So yes, yeah, that's uh, unbelievable.
0: Well, it's so special. And angels is something that I feel like can be a tricky topic because I feel like a lot it's one of those theological things that can land a lot of different places. But I'm like, but how comforting is it to know throughout scripture we are told that they exist and that they're here with us. And that we can with you know, the power God's given us, we can command them to do things and to be things and to to help and protect in all the ways and And so I I just am so grateful well I am
1: so grateful and I yeah I love that tricky thing and again we go back to we don't worship them we worship God who created them and we know that we can call upon them they have specific assignments and um so yes we don't listen to them we don't we we listen to the (laughs) word of God and only him um man you can get some crazy stuff out there (laughs)
0: Mhm. If anyone's curious, this is just a neat little resource. Um Daily Grace, I don't know if you know Daily Grace. Great company, makes they okay. write devotionals, they've got cute apparel. Anyways, we will link that in the show notes for people yeah. listening that want to know. Yeah. Um Daily Grace, they have a book called The Theology Handbook and it goes through and it puts maps, timelines, like e- like w- oh, wow. web diagrams, great ways to kind of like see what's going on without having to go to seminary <laughs> praise I love God that. Yeah. and angels is one of them that they kind of cover yeah. and, and they bop on and it's just it's really neat to read yeah I love that like I'm gonna get yeah. the meaning and yeah so yeah for you or for anyone listening that wants to take a deep dive in angels and then go grab one of your books or pieces of art
1: or gifts or whatever it's a great place to go to so you kind of understand great, yeah it is a great place and God I do believe too. that there are a lot of people that. Maybe believe in angels, but they don't believe in, you know, God the Father, God the Son, Mm. God the Holy Spirit. And when the first book came out 10 years ago, I had a lady. She, gosh, she was in Alabama. I think she was in Birmingham. Um, Okay. She was in her 80s. And um, she called me and just said, I'm going to pray that this book is so anointed that it touches those people that aren't believers and would bring them to, you know, have a deeper faith god and so that's what you know my heart is to reach the you know the people that might have a question about faith and and really point them to you know god the father god the son god the holy spirit and really you know have their feet rooted and grounded in god's word so i don't know yes
0: well, I want you to kind of just sprag on yourself. Where can people find your art, your fine art,
1: pieces for their home, books, all the things, if they are now obsessed? Like I Oh, you're so sweet. Well, we, um, we're we in stores all across the U.S. Um, of course, the books can be found on Amazon.com or um, I think we've got several stores in Birmingham that sell our products. Um the, when the first book came out, I thought that it was just going to be um, this one book, one and done, because people wanted the stories and they wanted the art. Um, but we have a whole product line, so you can go to Ann Nielsen Home and um, see all our product lines. We've got journals and books and candles and um, all kinds of stuff there. Um, I do have an art gallery, Ann Nelson Fine Art. We a lot of people think that is only my art. We represent about fifty artists across the country, and every once in a while, when um, you know we they sell the artwork before it's even dry. So we we try to wow. yeah, we try to get <laughs> art on the walls there, which we did last week because we had a big um, launch for this book. But you can go to Nelson Fine Art and see. Um, the art. So it really has been such an incredible journey. I, um, you know, I I have this verse that is one of my life verses. It's Ephesians 3.20. And um, I put it on my phone. Everybody has the phone attached to their hips. And um, every day at 3.20 p.m., I do p.m. You might do 3.20 um, a.m. because you're up with a little no, one. No, 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 no. <laughs> But I do, tw- do 3.20 so. p.m. So um, every day at 3.20 p.m. it pops up on my phone and it's just a daily reminder. And it, it just says, God will do immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine. And mm-hmm. when, like I said, when I surrender this dream to him, um, I look what he's done. I've got a beautiful art gallery here in Charlotte, North Carolina that um we love we we call it a, a ourselves a lighthouse because we use art to give back um, to different mm-hmm. organizations and charities throughout you know our community and even beyond and then we've got ann nelson home i had no idea that that one little book angels are I Missed, 10 years ago would produce this incredible product line um and we're in about 1200 stores across the u.s so um Anyway, it's, he's done immeasurably more than I could have ever ha, could have ever asked or imagined, and um, we're keeping on, keeping on. I've started painting in watercolors, and we've got a little children's line coming out here shortly, which we're so excited so about. Exciting. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it's been it's been a wonderful journey.
0: Oh man, just grateful to
1: have you here to share parts
0: of it. But I have to ask one of our favorite questions and we can totally you can go anywhere with this. Here's your permission. Yeah. Okay. Like Kathy Lee Giffords was not spiritual in the slightest. Yeah. <laughs> but what is something that you are loving these days that you have to share with the people?
1: Oh my goodness,
0: gracious. Um Kathy Lee's was lip gloss. So like Oh my god. I really be I love her.
1: <laughs> I love her and I love giving her lip gloss. She's so fabulous. Oh yeah. my gosh, she's amazing. Um what would mine be? Um hmm. Rachel, you have stumped me.
0: I know it's always you a stumping question. You're like me. with
1: all of the questions you've asked today, this is the
0: hardest. Okay, like, you know
1: the thing that I okay I will tell you. What makes you happy? Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you. Um, we uh, did a little renovation um, two years ago in the height of COVID. It was crazy. We built we built our house 19 years ago, 20 years almost 20 years ago. Um, and raised our four kids. Had the had just I, I loved my home. Um, but two years ago, we decided to renovate, it was kind of getting a little shabby inside, and we wanted to build a pool. So we did that, and we love my pool. Um, but I also put in our little um, we've got a little like covered kitchen area, spa area. I have an infrared sauna. Oh, so wow. I am (laughs) loving it's amazing. Let me just tell you, got in it maybe the first year, maybe once, and then I haven't been in it in two years. So I just realized my son's home with us and we you can because and the reason why is because you'd have to trek outside, you'd have to turn it on, you'd have to trek back inside, do something, wait however many minutes to right. get it all hot and everything. So it was. it's just a time sucker for me. But now sure. I know how to download the app, turn it on from my phone, and then wow. I go out there. So that is my new thing. I love going out there. It has um, Bluetooth so I can put my praise music on. It is a time where I can sweat and praise mm-hmm. God and journal and do all kinds of things. That so That is what I've been doing. Um, on a <laughs> I am going... Yeah. Listen, I am inviting
0: myself over and flying to Charlotte, North oh, Carolina, yeah. visiting yes. my family yes. that's there, and then I'm yes. bopping over to your infrared yes. sauna. And I'm it just going to bake like a rotisserie yes. chicken. It I is. would do anything for a sauna experience oh, right now. Oh my gosh! And
1: so I, that is my new thing. Yes. And then you know you walk out of there and you feel like so refreshed because you have sweat out all that bad stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, my there goodness. you go. <laughs> Oh, I love it. But
0: That's that took a great a little, answer. Yeah, that
1: took a little bit of digging, but there you go. Kathy and her it. lip gloss. I love her. And um, yeah, sweating, sweating. And this Anne and, and her sauna. And her sauna. Yes. Mm-hmm. You need to come uh, see well,
0: it. So your family's here in Charlotte? Yeah, I have family that lives um, in the Valentine area. Please and... tell them to come see me. Yes oh i will
1: yeah i will they're yes. great
0: they're great people and please um, and come visit us
1: yes i will
0: yeah and then the rest of my family is all in columbia so okay we are in charlotte or columbia i feel like okay anytime we we yes. go in that direction yay okay yeah oh well i am so grateful for you and just all the wisdom that you shared with us today and the ways that you've inspired us to just encounter god right where we are because it's It's totally possible.
1: Yes. And just
0: the stories you've shared have totally it's just inspired me. So I know and pray that people listening have felt the same. And they go and rush and they get entertaining angels right now.
1: Oh, you're so (laughs) thank you, Rachel. It's been such a I love taking these little moments and pausing and getting, you know, getting being able to share the stories because like you said, Mm -hmm. everybody has a story to share. And um I do think that by sharing your story and being transparent, um, you know, some people might be a little shy or a little scared to share their story, but I do believe it speaks to other people and it draws them um, closer. Uh, to, that's right. Yeah. And that's that's what we're, we're all story driven. It's all about relationships and being able to, um, to share. So thank you for having me on here today.